<laughs> Who thought counting could be cool? Here we go. Join Andrew Wall and Brad Tomey. Our mission, make accounting fun. Follow us as we chat with amazing guests every Friday. Are you ready? Woo-hoo. I, I was waiting for it, Brad. I was like, where, where, is it me or you? This week? One of these gonna... days I'm not going to do it and I'm probably sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> So it's another Friday night. Uh, we're back with another amazing guest. It's the uh, amazing Michelle Duford, who's been very active uh, in our community for a long time. Um, and she's, you know, a CPA, uh, a bookkeeper. And I, I love the title that you actually had on Facebook. It's actually, I don't think it's your current title. It was one of your lower downs. And you called yourself a digital transformation uh, or digital transformationist. Um, yeah. And I thought that was brilliant because that's really what we are. And and that was, you were well ahead of the curve, you know, from a, you know, digital transformation requirement from COVID standards. Um, so you've been, you've been, you've been on this sort of journey of digital transformation for a while. Um, maybe you can tell us how you started out and, you know, how long you've had your practice and when you sort of decided that digital transformation was going to be an important component of what you did. Well, um, as you know, for me, I, I started my accounting, uh, I guess, uh, career quite a bit different than most people. I actually started in IT and That's then right. transitioned over into accounting. So I was in IT and technology for a long time, and I worked for some really, really huge companies. And I really wanted to have a bigger impact on the people that I worked with. So I decided to go into accounting and become a CPA. And right from the beginning, like I've been, uh, C- I've been working in public practice since 2002, and I've been a CPA since 2007. But right from the start, I had a different practice than just about anyone else. Right from the very beginning, I was doing a lot of accounting integrations, accounting conversions. Um, our, pack, our practice actually went paperless in 2005. So I, I feel that we were really, we were really leaders in this before we even, well, I was really a leader before I even knew what I was actually doing. <laughs> and it was just so natural for me coming from the technology world. So when things started going online in, when did QuickBooks first go online? 2012, 2013? Somewhere in that range. Wasn't yeah, good, you know when it wasn't, wasn't yeah. really very good? Really bad, <laughs> so, actually. Yeah, so, so I was in there right yeah. away, right from the beginning. And so right from the beginning, I was moving people online and working in that online space. So it's, I can't believe it's almost been 10 years. So, yeah. you know, it's real for me, it isn't like it's new anymore. So it's kind of like same old, same old. But I do mm-hmm. recognize for a lot of people, that's not, that's not their experience. No, you're right. So for, for a lot of people, it's still brand new. And, you know, that's one of the things that we we've struggled with for people who've been around the community for a while is when we go to these conferences, we're like, Oh, same old, same old, but someone new is like, this is amazing. It was like our first year, right? Yeah. <laughs> Their mind has been shattered. That's a great point, Andrew, because we have to remember that we were that, you know, when we first got into this green Kool-Aid and, and learned about value pricing and cloud accounting and all this cool stuff we could do. And it was exciting. So we can't take it for granted because, you know, the whole industry benefits because a lot of these people get into it and then they, I didn't mean that as a pun. It just came out that way. Um, They really, they really (laughs) embrace it and they become, you know, innovators. I think of a guy like Brian Clare, like where did he come from? Right. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden he's like Mr. Zapier out there and all these new people come into the community and they just, they add value to it. And we were talking about that offline earlier. Um, You know, you were saying, Michelle, in a a kind of self-deprecating way is like, well, I'm not a thought leader. I'm, you know, really honored to be on tonight. Well, you are though, you know, and and a lot of people are that don't think they are. And Andrew, you had mentioned that we should really talk about that because our community There's a lot of people out there that really add value and not realize how much value they're adding. So, yeah, I think just because that was, I think, sorry, go ahead, Michelle. You get get really comfortable with your knowledge, and you you know how to do something really well, it's easy, it seems easy, right? So, it's, it's, I think sometimes we make the mistake of not putting value on those things that we find to be easy. 
because our perception is if it's easy for us, it's easy for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. That's so well, true. That's sometimes I think we have to be we have to be cognizant of the fact that not everyone just has the has it up there. You always have to be patient, right? Say, you know, the last thing you want to do is come across as condescending or know it all. And I don't think we have a lot of that in our community, no. right? Like think around, think about the highest profile people in the community. You don't really look at them and go, that person's a total dick. I, I don't, well, there's, there might be a few people. I know there's someone I'll leave nameless and I don't know this person that well, but there's somebody out there with the initials AA. That's all I'll say, Andrew. And um, it's somebody that just pisses people off because they go around selling to them, pushing their agendas, pushing their, their products, pushing their services. But otherwise, most people aren't that way. We were, we were talking about that also offline, just how, yeah, I mean, how people the, the, give yeah. before taking. Yeah, the, the Facebook community that we have is something incredible. And I think, Michelle, you were a really big part of that community. You're, you're very active on social. You're very active online. Um, and it, we, you know, it's great that, yeah, you can go into a group and you know you're not really going to be sold by this community. Even the app partners who are in there, they're in answering questions and helping. They're not like, hey, buy my product. Yeah, Lake, yeah. we're amazing. It's very respectful. Um, and, and I think that that's something that's that's core to our community that's that's essential to have a good community because otherwise you just, people fall off, right? No one wants to be sold to. So you've got this great thing where even the app partners have recognized that they're coming in and they're answering questions and responding to posts about their product where they will organically get asked the questions, um, which will promote them organically. And that's amazing. And then we have amazing community thought leaders like yourself, who will come in and say, oh, this is really easy. This is how you do that. Um, and, and contribute time and energy and effort and bring their years and, uh, you know, decades of experience apparently now that it's been, it's been a decade since, since QuickBooks launched um, of, of experience and help and knowledge to these people who are just starting out. And I think it, it is really, really important to recognize our entire community and the fact that by working together, we're creating this amazing ecosystem that is so much larger than any one of us and it's helping all of us uh do better and succeed um so you know absolutely michelle you are a thought leader you are a huge asset to this community um, and i think that sometimes people are like oh to be a thought leader you have to be on stage at a qb connect conference and that is not the case at all you have to be someone who has value um, who has knowledge, who has experience, and be willing to share that. That's what defines a thought leader to me. And without a doubt, you are a huge thought leader in our community. And I personally want to thank you for the time and energy that you give back to the community. And I'm sure there's there's many people out there who, who would like to do the same, given the opportunity. Well, I get just as much as I give. I mean, just today, I had a very simple question of a tool I couldn't figure out how to use. And honestly, within 30 seconds, somebody gave me the answer. Like, yeah. So it, you know, I, I don't definitely I don't know everything, and I I probably get I probably ask as many questions as I get as I give answers for. It. But that, that's what these communities are all about, right? Mm -hmm. oh, I'm no, not afraid to just everything. go out there. You know, it's funny because people think, well, because I'm high profile that I must must know everything. I I don't know hardly anything compared to a lot of people in the community. You know, I go research things, I learn, I read posts and things like that. I've never been one to just post wildly and say hey solve my problem i don't feel like researching it so i'm just going to put it out there that's the worst thing to do if you're people are listening out there with the facebook group you should research it try the yeah. feature if you can't find the answer around. it's one thing to turn to the community but you yeah. don't just turn to the community to do Every your work for it. do my work and and, yeah. and that will turn people off quickly and they'll stop answer, answering your post well, but you know you i've hit that. cases I've hit cases where I've hit a wall and I'm like, I don't know how to resolve this. Mm -hmm. And I know that Intuit support is in, is in get into it. And I know there's other people that are going to be looking out too. And you can usually get an answer pretty quick. Yeah, And uh, that's, it's such a valuable um, resource to be able to do that. I don't just mean my group, but I mean all the groups out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, workflow. absolutely. Like the other day, someone asked a workflow question and get into it. And I, and I, and I looked at it, I thought, they're not going to get a ton of hits here. It was very 
specific. It was an app I'd never heard of before. It was about workflow. So you turned it over to Kelly's group. Yeah, it's exactly what I did. I said, you should go to Workflow Watering Hole. Kelly Parks is in the group and that's her jam. And and they might've heard of it over there because we are a little more general in the specific Canadian situation. And, and I don't expect to have all the answers. So, you know, go to, go to where the answers are. Same with, uh, but I was going to say the receipt bank fan club, which they haven't physically changed the name yet. I mean, why ask receipt bank questions and get into it when you can go over to the, the receipt bank Facebook group, get specific answers, have the CEO of receipt bank, I mean, of Dex hanging out in there occasionally, their support team and the operations manager for Canada, general manager for Canada is there all the time. And as we know, Kinga's in there all the time. So why not? send it there i know hubdoc has their own practice ignition has one little mini communities focused on those areas they're great do you guys have how many how many groups do you guys belong to and is there like is there a limit to the number of groups because i remember some people having this debate like because really like there's no bad part of being a group unless it's a bad group but there's like, I guess your feed could fill up with notifications, but I find like, I'm a member of quite a few groups. I don't, I couldn't even tell you how many I am. There's a groups I don't even remember, but yeah, I, I think but they just fall off your feed. If, they're, if, they're, if you're not going in there and looking at them, yeah. they just sort of naturally fall off your feed anyways, thanks to Facebook's algorithm. Right. Um, so are you guys I've the same as me? Like abundance mindset, join any group that's half decent. <laughs> I'm in at least at least 20 special interest. Yeah, I would say about that, like in the QuickBooks world, um, all the big American ones like uh, Seth, Seth David's got one and and Hector's got one. And and so I've, I've always watched those not as much anymore. Um, you know, up here, I like the specialty ones, you know, like workflow watering hole is helpful because it's niche. You know, it's all about well, niches. Well, no, but the reality is, is it's that common thread that we all look at our industry at is through apps, right? Yeah. It's being able to take this ecosystem and tailor it to specific needs. No longer do you have to buy, go buy an ERP system and then tailor it like crazy to a specific industry. Now you can just use the core offering and just use these little tweaks. And then all of a sudden you've got this awesome workflow for your clients. Well, what a great way to bounce ideas off of others, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's not always an app. It's not always, it doesn't have to be a direct integration. You know, you can use the file imports and you can use, you know, a tool like receipt bank or HubDoc, where you can send something to it and then it'll push it on for you, whether it be a sales transaction or, or an expense transaction, those sorts of things. So you're effectively creating this, this ERP system for your mm-hmm. clients or for a workflow. So I, I love being able to bounce ideas off of people. And just because there's not a direct integration, someone will come along and say, what about this? What about that? In my line of work, which is focused completely on project work these days, I need that because if somebody calls me up and says, hi, this is my industry. Here's my business. I haven't necessarily worked in that business, but it's nice to know that there's a, something out there that can help. Now, it's interesting. The, the one thing I think Donna Reed posted a comment that some of the groups are echo chambers. And I guess that's the one potential problem. And we do see that when people cross post across yeah, groups. Where they just post, post, post. And yeah, like they'll post in three or four groups, not realizing that basically we're all in the same groups. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and what, what's your thought on cross posting and, you know, and, and the fact that sometimes these do become echo chambers? Um, I don't even notice personally anymore because I'm not in this many groups. Uh, but w- one thing, and, and Donna, uh, I always appreciate it is you've got your eyes on the, uh, or your thumb on the pulse of the groups because she'll find a spammer before they're a problem. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> she'll, she'll let us know, keep an eye out for this person and keep an eye out for that person. Yeah, that's, I totally appreciate that because, you know, we're busy. We don't always, you know, they can get through once in a while. Yeah, Brad's got to get his walks in. (laughs) Well, no, but it's even just, um, I've tried to make, get into it kind of maintenance free. You know, I've got a whole bunch of mods and I'm the um, sole admin. 
Well, but even without the mods, like you said, it's people who aren't mods are, are actively I, flagging spam. Like, we're a good community about being like, no, this guy's well, a spammer. Yeah. Get him out. It actually goes a little bit deeper than that, is that, and I'm really, I'm really, really, uh, and I don't express it enough, I'm really appreciative of the people in our group because they use common sense. I rarely have to moderate. You know, there's, I can count the people that have been kicked out of that group on one hand. I, um, I rarely moderate. It, it takes a lot for me because the people are just using common sense. And I love that. I but you're picky on who you let in in the first place. Yeah, yeah well, they, they, our, our brand is Canadian. I mean, it's like, how do you miss that when you come in and there's a big Canadian flag staring at you? And I really, really want it to be about Canadian. I spell it out a million times over and you still get people that try and come in anyways. So I, I take a zero tolerance approach now that if, and I know I've talked to this um, with other uh, group admins. I have questions there to answer. And I tell you up front, I want you to answer them. If you don't, you're not getting in unless yes. you're somebody I already know. Well, or, I also like the fact that basically everyone is in there. You know, it's it's Facebook where, you know, it's your name. It, we know who you are. Like there's some accountability to it. Like um, Brad, as you know, I made a purchase this last weekend, uh, which was a little bit um, impulsive. Um, but I was doing some research online hey, you and quit smoking yet buddy but we'll <laughs> I, I signed the bill I, I signed the uh i bought i made the purchase but i have to quit smoking that's part of the deal for he me to make this. his wife said you can buy one if you quit smoking because the the savings and the health all the, the future benefit it, it'll cost me less for the rv the monthly payment for the rv is going to be less, less than, than nicotine <laughs> So it's a, it's a very small, it's not an RV. Well, it's an RV. It's just not a, it's, it's not a motorized RV. It's a trailer. Uh, but my point was I went into these communities trying to do this research and because it's, it's bulletin boards mostly where it's anonymous bulletin boards. Yeah. Some of the people are just douchebags. Keyboard, keyboard courage is a terrible, terrible thing. You yeah. know, um, you know, one, one thing that I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about, the rising tide concept in, in the groups out there and how we're all helping is it what i love about it is there's no politics there's no religion there's no you know and, and unless it's us right? well, no yeah we do that and 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 honestly it's it's like all the crazy shit like the world's turning back to normal you know and so i don't i don't get as distracted but i mean generally speaking it's not a political thing it's not People are just all—they're just good people. Well, and and yeah. even if you and I love what I love about our community is you could have completely different um, political opinions. Exactly. You know, we've got William Lopez, William Lopez Will, is saying hi. Yeah, and yeah. you know, um, but Will's an amazing guy. He has a very different political opinion than you. Uh, we still get along swimmingly. He's 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 yeah. a good person, um, and so it has nothing to do with politics. And in fact, I'm going to ask maybe. A small favor of, of of our little small community here, as few people who are listening. So um, I know a lot of you have met my dad. Um, I know Brad certainly has. Uh, he had a bit of a fall tonight, and he oh. actually, yeah, he um, he dislocated his shoulder and broke his arm. Uh, so he's currently in the hospital uh, up in Lindsay. Um, and for those of you who do know him, I think if you were to just send him a Hey George, hope you get well. Uh, a little bit of love oh, from definitely. our community. George is George is you know you know my relationship with your dad. Sometimes it's better than yours than, than your relationship. With <laughs> yeah, I, most um, times it's better than my relationship with. Him. Well, no, it, it's it's funny because you know I got to know who your dad was years ago. Andrew um, and I would be walking home from wherever we were in the wee hours of San Jose, and he was just saying the challenges of working with your dad, and and it was tough. Yeah, and so I was thinking, oh, I'm going to meet this guy. He's going to be an ogre, and I, I think George is hilarious. Well, you, I, I, you hear the darkest stories, like, I, and oh. Michelle, I know you've worked with your daughter, right? And I mean, I don't know if you've had similar things, but for my dad and I, like, we're two strong-headed Irish men um, with strong personalities who both think we're always right. <laughs> Um, and you can't both be right in, if you have different opinions. Um, and for us, a lot of it was struggling with, uh, for me, I guess, it was um, 
for a long time, recognition um, and independence, right? Like I was always my, my dad's little son, you know, his little boy. Um, and, and he never really saw me as his equal until I literally like left and started my own practice. That was a big turning point for our relationship. But even then I would come back and it was this, we, it was this battle of like, he wanted to go his way. I wanted to go my way. Um, and often the times we would disagree. And, and I think the, the one thing is I think, uh, Jeff Borshaw coined it in a thing. He's like, we would have a raging agreement. <laughs> so we like both have like the same vision, but like the way we were maybe approaching it was different. Um, and so we'd be, you know, battling back and forth, but basically we both wanted the same thing. We both wanted the business to be successful. We both wanted a job that we loved. You know, we wanted the same things, but how we got there was different. So we were having a raging agreement about how we were going to get there. Um, and, well, we, and well, we you know, I had that. My daughter and I, we still work together. And, you know, obviously when you're having something intergenerational, there's going to be, um, you know, a little bit of disagreement. But I think for the most part, you know, why it works for us is we both really love the technology and we both see things the same way. So even though we may have an age gap, we don't really have that uh, tech mind gap. Yeah. I think sometimes you see, I know I've talked to a few people that are working with their parents. And, you know, they're really wanting to bring the technology into the fold and the parents really don't. So I don't know if that's what's happening in, in your space, but we don't have that problem at all. There, there was definitely a technology gap. And I think the fact that you come from IT really definitely helps. Um, so we, we, my dad and I have this really interesting technology gap. My dad loves technology. My dad started his practice with an Osborne 64 computer, which was the most revolutionary computer at the time. He was one of the first accountants to be online with a website. He was a true thought leader around technology. He just can't use it to save his life. Um, so, uh, you know, like he's, he's that guy who's got his phone backwards and every time he's on a Zoom, he's like, oh, how do I turn my camera around? Like he, he loves technology. He's just not great with it. Um, and, and I think that, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was good. We, we actually had like, I meet with my dad every Friday. We have a, a weekly meeting where we sort of do sort of organized national planning. He's, he's for the most part retired. Um, so he doesn't come into the office, doesn't work with the team. I manage the team. And then I do sort of a report to him once a week. And we just talk about his vision and, you know, what he's working on. Um, sometimes they're heated discussions. Uh, sometimes they're, Calm ones. And this one um, started off heated, but we actually ended up coming to a pretty uh, peaceful place uh, before the end of the call, uh, which, especially after when, when he has a fall, it makes you realize um, how unimportant those those disagreements are. And, you know, um, he always likes to tell everyone he's in his 79th year. So he, he's, he's up there um, and a little something small like a fall um, could could have really significant impacts for him. And, you know, you, you combine that with, with COVID and the fact that he's now in a hospital by himself, you know, no one can be up there with him. Uh, it just makes you realize, the, you know, all these stupid things we fight about are really not that important. So dad, if you are watching, I love you. And I'm sorry for all the fights that I've caused over the years. Um, and I do appreciate all the wisdom and, and value that you have brought to my life. I wouldn't be who I am without you, even though sometimes I, might not let you know how much I appreciate you. And I think that's, you know, dad, if you are watching, I want you to know that. And I, I, I want what you to do you mean if he's watching George. Of course he's watching. Yes. He's not watching right now. He will be watching tomorrow. Well, I'll have you know, Andrew, I just, I just messaged him. So George, check your Facebook message. It's the one with the little yeah. Facebook logo. This is he's Facebook probably logo. asleep at this point though. I unfortunately. You. <laughs> yeah. He I, used I to be a night owl. I see signs of, of George the day after we do this. And I appreciate the support. And like I said, um, I got to know George um, even before I met him in person. He, he actually in, in, in Toronto picked uh, Eric Lee up and, and Eric Lee and I up at, uh, at, we actually took the train into downtown Toronto, went to the Royal York, George picked us up and then took us to the office and put us up for a couple of days and that's how i got to know george but we were messaging back and forth um i think he was a bit wary andrew when i first came on the scene because he's like who's this guy hanging out with andrew all the time and what's you know when we went to london 
he reached out to me and, and, and he finally sort of reached out and said, you know, who, who is this guy that's dragging my son across the world? And we got to know each other. We had some conversations, uh, nothing too embarrassing, Andrew. Uh, he's got lots of embarrassing stories, but I got lots on no, him too. It, was, uh, <laughs> it works both ways. No, it, was, it was nice. It was nice because, um, you know, he had some, some kind things to say and, and I appreciate his input. Like he's very wise. He's done yeah. lots of things. He's got fun stories. He's got sad stories, you know, of, of struggle, you know, Andrew, you've told the story how he's, you know, ebbed and flowed through the years has gone from being highly successful to bankrupt. Yeah, successful. To successful again. He's yeah. he has seen the highs and seen the lows, and I think one of the things he always said to me is, "You don't see the you, you don't see the highs without the lows." Yeah. Um, and I think COVID has certainly proven that to a lot of us, right? You know, it's we've been through some tough times, um, but uh, I think when my dad is a very optimistic person, and I think yeah. the, there there's lots to be hopeful for, even though we're still on the early stages of of the recovery. Um, you know. Um, particularly up in Canada, we really do seem to suck when it comes well, to vaccine. vaccine approved today. And here's the good news about it. Johnson and Johnson was approved. And a lot of people are going on and on. Oh, it's not as good. Bullshit. I'm going to say that. What I oh. love about the J and J vaccine, it doesn't have to be kept in crazy cold temperatures. Um, it's a single really shot vaccine and it can be, they can be pr produced fairly quickly. The problem is, J&J didn't have capacity to do it fast enough because not only do they want it for the, for the U.S. market, they want to vaccinate the world. That's their objective. So they partnered with their, a fierce competitor, Merck, to produce for them. And Canada just approved it. So we're going to start getting J&J up here. It's going gonna, it's gonna to speed up. Yeah. yeah you know, they're, they're saying BC is supposed to be open this summer. I, I, I think I've always said, I've been saying to everyone, yeah. The the summer everything will be going back to normal. I've been saying that for a long time. Hence why I bought the RV. <laughs> um, Summer's only a few months away, so I'd love. I've Andrew, I've, your optimism from the start has been awesome. Um, I'm. I think 2022 is when our lives, as being sociable and conferences and traveling, that's when that comes back. I think the turning point is the summer, though. I think that's the tipping point yeah, when things start but, to go back to normal. I think it'll be. You're right. It's it's still a while before we're not back to be any conferences in the fall, at least like the scale they used to be. I just now, not seeing that. And you know what? The reason I say that was, if you read between the lines, with you know Intuit and probably Zero and all the other companies, they're not talking about conferences right now. Yeah, I. But you know who I was talking about with a quasi conference? Chad hmm. Davis. Um, so of course now with my new purchase, I, first of all, the first person I connect with is Chad. Hey, I bought an, an RV. RV. He's an RV fanatic. Yeah. Because in, in my research, I came across, um, like I've watched a million YouTube videos now on like how to set up your RV and, you know, how to tow your RV and all, all this stuff. Um, and Chad's in a couple of them, like there's, there's a couple of very successful YouTubers out there. He's in some of their videos because he's a big part of the community. Wow. Um, and he was talking about doing like a big RV get together, like camping weekend for all the accountants. And I think there might be something to be said about that at like, you know, I'm um, not buying an RV. If I can, you don't have to buy an RV. You can just bring a tent, just bring a tent and we'll come and we'll, it'll be outdoors. It'll be safe. And we'll have a good time. Maybe in the late, late summer, early fall, not a formal conference, just a bunch of, Counting geeks getting together, camping, drinking, having some Let s'mores. Me work this out. He, he he lives in Nova Scotia. You're in Ontario. Michelle is actually west of me in, in BC. I'm so where do we go? Somewhere in the middle in, in Prairie Land? Saskatchewan, <laughs> Manitoba. Well, you know what? That's that's not fair. Saskatchewan and Manitoba actually are. They got some really good summer opportunities. Yeah. Got lots of lakes. Yeah. Well, and lots of crown land where you can have events like this for free. There you go. <laughs> well, there you go. Now you're thinking. So yeah, somewhere in the in the heartland, or maybe well, I don't know when we can jump the border of the U.S. Maybe it's somewhere in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, there, there's. I'm, I'm not committing to this, but um, it, yeah, I think it might be a good idea. Out, it, it'll turn out. It'll it'll be all you guys measuring your doing a dick measuring thing with your with your. Uh, the size of your RV. RVs, yeah. 
You know what they oh, say about hilarious. people with large RVs, right? Well, my, mine is small. So what does that say? <laughs> didn't look that small. Mine, mine's only 20 foot. Oh, yeah, that is small. Are you going to be in there with your kids? Yeah, it's uh, so for anyone who wants to know, it's an Apex Nano uh, 208 BHS. So it's 20.8 feet um, and it's a BHS, which is a bunk house model. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's a little small bunk in the back. It's like a, it's like a ba big bachelor apartment. So it's 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 a weekend warrior type of thing. It's nothing like um, Chad has like a huge 30 plus foot rig with a middle off. He's got a dedicated office like this isn't. This isn't really one where I can go and work from the road or anything like that, but uh, it's going to be my, you know, way to, you know, go on little short hops and, and hauls. And I, you know, to me, there's something about just the freedom of being able to like put your house on the back of your car and just drive somewhere. And I, I'm, I'm always one, that type of person that loves to just like no plans. Like I like, no reservations let's just get in the car and you know if we can't find something we'll sleep at freaking walmart <laughs> it's and we have slept at walmart several times on our camping journeys um we we love that rv we love to do it we don't have one right now um but one of the things that my husband did years ago when we had when we bought this really old old beater rv and he likes his king size bed that's his big thing yeah. so we basically gutted this rv and put a bed a king size bed in it so we basically had a fridge a bathroom and a king size bed and i kind of laughed at it because i thought well who's ever going to buy this well apparently we hit on a nerve because it sold so fast because everybody wants an rv with a good bed a kitchen and a bathroom Go yeah. <laughs> they don't even and you can't buy that you can't buy that off the market because we looked so i knew you've got kids so you're not there yet but as soon as the kids are gone you just think about what it is that's important and i guess you could fit a little office in there if you don't have to have the bunks mm. but oh well, yeah i agree it's fun <laughs> yeah what what my idea is is um so anyone who looks up the model uh there's a front queen bed and it's got one of those lift up um things underneath um, now they have another model where it's not a lift up thing, but it's uh, uh, like a fold up couch. And with that comes a mattress that folds in half and then flips and stays in the front. And then you've got a couch that folds up underneath like a convertible Murphy bed type of thing. So what my idea is, and the reason I got the one with the, the queen bed is I'm actually going to take um, uh, a desk and, and use, uh, they have these um, pedestal lifts for lifting like uh, TVs or computers. I'm going to put two of those on either side underneath where the storage is. And I'm just going to put like a flat desk that holds the, be holds the bed when, um, when I'm sleeping. And then during the day, and there's my desk. Awesome. <laughs> um, so I've already figured out like, okay, how am I going to be able to make this into a work site? And I full on plan to use it. Like the, the goal is to park it up at my dad's cottage um, during the summer and use it as my mobile office um, which has now has air conditioning because as nice as my dad's cottage is, he, for whatever reason, we, it actually has air conditioning in it, but the air conditioning unit went on it years ago. And my stepmother's like, we don't need air conditioning. Air conditioning's for weak people. <laughs> I don't even know what her rationale is, but so we don't have air conditioning at the cottage, which drives me nuts. And I'm not, I'm so just like, I hate the winter. And like, I, I don't walk in the winter. Like Brad does who walks like a penguin in the middle of the freezing <laughs> weather. I don't yeah, like freezing cold and I don't like boiling hot. I like nice. Perfect. Yeah. Boiling hot. We have, I mean, this is Alberta, so I'm not really worried about yeah. that. <laughs> if I, if I lived in Arizona or Nevada, I, I definitely don't go out in that kind of temperature. I'll never forget a few years ago. And I, I still lived in Bermuda at the time and, and we were actually Island hopping. I went from Bermuda down to the Bahamas. We had to go through Georgia um, we had to go through Atlanta, then we had to go to Fort Lauderdale, then we flew over to Grand Bahama. Atlanta was so hot. You know, they call it hot Atlanta for a reason. It was August, maybe. Oh, I, 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 I did the Disney park in, oh, in August. Oh. Couldn't handle it. You know, I got, I went the humidity that gets out, We went out for a smoke. And it, yeah, but it's just this, the, the ambient temperature was still really high. Um, Bermuda never goes above. 80 about 88 and it never goes below 82 in the summer so it's a steady range that you adjust to so this was like into the 90s and the humidex and the heat and it was awful 
Um, so yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I just, yeah. I just couldn't do it. So I know what you're saying. I mean, everyone has their limits. Um, one thing I've, I've learned to appreciate and my wife actually um, helped me see it that way is that, you know, winter doesn't have to hold us back. You just put on some clothes and, and stay warm in this. If it's too hot, what do you do? You walk around naked. I mean, some people might, but you can't really take stuff off to be well, you, no, you when it's hot, inside. you get in a pool <laughs> or you're in air conditioned comfort, right? You're within, yeah. And you're right. You got to be close to the water. And you know that yeah. better than anyone, Michelle. You're in the Okanagan in central BC, which is uh, June, July, August, and a good chunk of September is pretty much guaranteed to be desert heat, right? Yeah. That's why we have a pool. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, temperatures are... See, like, but that's the thing is like, I, like I'll love a there. boiling hot day and I'll just sit in a pool and like lounge around like that to me, boiling hot, as long as I got a nice pool golden yeah. but yeah. we should we should digress from weather <laughs> it's almost <laughs> as bad as politics no, <laughs> and get back to accounting <laughs> oh it is so much fun to talk about uh summer and fun and you know well, well, and that's, to, that's the thing it, it really we we started talking about this just conferences and getting things back to normal so you know i have a topic I went to England this week. I went to oh, yeah. QuickBooks Virtually. Connect UK. Yeah, I, I was there for the opening and the keynote. Andrew was going to come, but it was 4 a.m. his time. But that meant it was 2 a.m. my time. And you oh, know what? I did come. I just came at yeah. 7 my time. Well, the great thing was is all their sessions were uh, available uh, on on uh, on demand. So if you missed something, like I went, I, I spent hours actually after the conference ended and watched some other people's presentations. Um, but if it, it felt, even though these virtual ones don't feel the same way, it kind of lit something in me. It made me realize that, you know what, we're getting closer till we can all be together and hang out yeah. and yeah. share knowledge in person again. I just can't stress well, that enough. Clay, Clayton Notes messaged me uh, earlier today, um, and he's actually going on a speaking tour in Australia right now. Nice. So... I mean, that to me is positive. I'm like, and they're, you know, always firms of the future, the day ahead. So, and maybe a couple months ahead compared to well, what we're dealing with over here in North America. But Australia has done a pretty good job because they've had some of the most aggressive lockdowns in the world, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I was talking to uh, Rondalyn Korolek a little while ago, uh, well, through Facebook uh, Messenger, and she told me they'd been locked down for months. And I had no yep. idea. She says, oh, yeah, full lockdowns. We're not allowed. To yeah, they, they weren't like joking around over there. Well, yeah, you think about it. They're obviously a big island, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a good sign because, you know, they've they've taken the, the action needed um, better than we have up here in the northern hemisphere. But you're right. It's a sign of things to come. And if And if people are doing that, you know, I think it's only a matter of time. But it was, Andrew, it was a lot of fun um, seeing some of the old people that we saw speak. Um, mm -hmm. And and, and, and getting back friend. on Twitter for like, which I ha I feel like I haven't been on Twitter in forever. Well, that was the thing it, is <laughs> I just wanted to get up and do a little bit of live tweeting. And I got, you know, into it UK's attention. And I, you know, I had some conversations with some people that I really like. And I remembered from when we were there. And of course, our, our good friend, Nick yep. Williams um, had a little thing there. Uh, he spoke briefly and yep. it was actually Nick. And I thought I, they did a really. Sorry, well, I was go just going to mention Nick. Nick was the, the guy that I met in San Jose a few years ago, completely random. And that's why they always say when you're at a networking event, never sit alone, sit with somebody else, strike up a conversation with somebody you don't know because you don't know what it'll lead to. Well, that's how I ended up being invited to England. I ran into two big shots from Intuit UK and they, they were super passionate about what, what I was doing at the conference and the conference itself and, and talking up into it. And who are these guys? They're big shots from Intuit. And one thing led to another. And uh, next day, we got invited to England. So, yeah, and I, um, I got invited as Brad's plus one. Yeah, but Nick, <laughs> Nick still had to vet you. Because if you recall, there was somebody else in our community was, you know, you got invited. And then they went, I want to be, I want to go too. And he just ignored that person like, uh, who are you? You know, yeah. it was kind of like one thing led to another, and I and it was 
you know, it was, I had that one little window of opportunity to, you know, like they say, um, you got to ask or you're never going to get it. Right. So when they invited me, I was excited. And then, you know, and I, Andrew you told me, I was like, Oh, I'm really happy for me. He has a long face. <laughs> so I asked, can I bring my buddy? And he went and vetted you. He, he, he watched you in action. You were holding court in the center of the, of the, um, San Jose Fairmont um bar like we like we and that did. was the year we had done our interview with um uh Dad and Cezanne down in front row and like we were right like I was high as a kite as naturally as you could be just off of like energy and endorphins I was just like I was pumped and excited like and that's the thing I I mean I do really miss that energy out of yeah. those events that I would literally like I would sleep like five hours during the oh, entire like two or three days five hours I was just so full of energy and be like oh yeah. they don't want to miss anything yeah Andrew and I are always the ones you know it's like even though if you're you're tired it's like didn't matter you, you had to be there so, so Brad, anything new come out out of this uh, conference that you went to? Well, you know what? I talked to Andrew, Ch Charlie Karn uh, messaged me. He was a bit disappointed that nothing really, he didn't view anything new. It, not really. I don't think the UK um, necessarily, I think they get stuff after the fact. Well, it, but, it was nothing that wasn't really announced at the, effectively the San Jose one. Yeah, the San Jose one With, really. With the exception of some like local, yeah, like like again, so local making tax digital, which MTD. is their thing, you know. Yeah. But it was a lot of the same type of stuff. But I think that they what they did a good job on um, is I think that they they acknowledged that twenty twenty was um, a, a crap year, but they didn't dwell on it too yeah. much. They just sort of said, "Hey, we well, yeah, we went through this," um, but then they started they did sort of talk about that which I loved about Intuit historically, which was the vision for the future. So they didn't really announce anything that they were doing, but they were talking about, hey, the, the future will be here. They, what I found really interesting, although they didn't come up with any necessarily product releases, they came out with a lot of data around, and I'm, I'm yes. you know, as an accountant, we love our data, right? So they came out with a lot of data around how much digital transformation has actually taken place. So they said, okay, last year was shit. This year, I want you to, pay attention to this. Look, look what happened. You know, even though we're still in recovery, we had a five year leap forward into the digital transformation because people had to, yeah. right. And which is absolutely true. We, we know that this happened, right. We were on the leading edge of this curve and people were forced into it. Whereas we were like, Hey, welcome to the ship. You know, like we've been here for a while, exactly. but that was a, according to them, that was a five year fast forward button when That's it comes totally to digital transformation. I hear this all the time. They're saying the pandemic hasn't changed history. It's accelerating it. Yeah. I hear that yeah. over and over again. So the classic case we're hearing is businesses, traditional businesses that weren't modernizing, weren't visionary, they've disappeared, right? Yeah. Some, some businesses have just disappeared because they couldn't have, they weren't ready for this because they didn't have the online presence. They weren't able to go out, whatever the reason may be. But look at amazon i mean they they were poised for this all the online retailers that had the ability to to do that and not just online retailers but there's a lot of businesses out there that have totally thrived because and, and what they saw what was and not that a pandemic was coming but they they saw the future the of, digital transformation yes, that you were on to 12 years ago exactly <laughs> and yeah. and now it's paying dividends like we, we, we take Zoom for granted. We've been using Zoom for years because it's a great support tool. Mm -hmm. Think of how many people have learned Zoom over the last yep. couple of months, last well, year. You know, just yesterday I had a Zoom meeting with somebody, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure, you know, what her, her age was, but, you know, definitely not somebody you would think would be picking up on technology. You know, and I'm introducing her to all these tech, technology pieces and she's getting really excited. I'm getting excited because she's getting excited. Yeah, and I think that, that's the kind of. That's stuff a good that, point. Is the and we sit, we talked about that earlier. Going to a conference, maybe being bored because they're talking about you know whatever they're talking about, but then you see somebody come out and they're all excited. It's that excitement watching other people. Energy creates energy, right? Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. There's nothing like a client that sees it for the first time. I've used an example of somebody that I turned on to 
is going to save your seat bag, but Dex, I'll say, I'll use, I'll say Dex. And I made her cry because we solved a pain point that, that was going to change her life. Well, and the tech exactly. can yeah. change lives, right? And, and, and so, I think what's happened here now is people are more open to that. Yes. We could we could be we could be doing this like for like you said five years we could be doing the same thing it's just now they're ready for us to do it yeah yes yeah. and that creates for me a lot of excitement about yeah. what the future holds is if this mind shift has taken place if we have reached reached the tipping point and society is now caught up to us that excites me about what the future will be like for our industry, which is now the floodgates are going to potentially open. And I think that that's what I really liked about this conference is maybe there wasn't any new flashy bells and whistles in the product, but quite frankly, I don't need them. Yeah. to. It does what no, I need it to do. It's, it's, you know, I, what I, I don't need, I don't need new product announcements. I need the product to work reliably. Yes. Um, and, and and to fix the problems with the thing with the things that are there don't give me another new feature that is going to be half-assed anyways i'd rather you just focus on making the product better um let it continue to do what it does but this now this transformation that has now taken place societally societally <laughs> um is exciting and i think that that's the the energy that i got out of it and it yeah. did really remind me that excitement, that energy that, yes. that I was feeling out of it reminded me of the conferences. Now, well, we're still any, nowhere near. But if you saw my Twitter feed the other day, yeah, there's nowhere near the volume. But I was just no. feeling, or, or, I was feeling the, the glow for the first yeah. time in a long time. And, you know, I had a lot of fun at the, the North American one as well. And we remember we hung out in the Zoom room all day. It was fun. But I felt... Yeah melancholy at the same time because it was like i miss everyone so badly that it yep. kind of at the end of the day everyone was gone back you know it was like the conference was over and, and life was back to where it was i i felt the optimism you're talking about because they were really yeah. kind of looking to the immediate future or short to medium term future and, and getting life back to normal and you know intuit does a really good job of creating a vibe and I and I picked it I picked it up remotely from, you know, seven time zones away, and uh, I felt great. Like it was a shot in the arm, pardon the pun, yeah. that I needed. And <laughs> um, that's that's what these conferences do to me. And everyone knows. And, that. But I, no I surprise. I there. felt, to be honest, and you guys know. I mean, you were there in, in our Zoom room. I felt like San Jose didn't do that for me, or like the U.S. one wasn't that chat more melancholy it was like it was sad and depressing it was like it yeah. wasn't exciting it felt like yeah, fuck we're in this like, like this is just is the everyone? starting point and like our community is gone and like this is what our future our events look like i thought the event was i know some people thought it was amazing i was like this is a disaster i'm gonna put on my own event thank god you were the only people that heard that <laughs> um, i was i and i'd love into it but i didn't love that event and and that might have been more about me than what than them I think because I was probably and shout out to Rachel Clark because when we did a Canadian one, it was awesome. Like when everyone got the message right before lunch, check your email. There's a, a skip the dishes card in there in your email uh, in your inbox. And yeah, but then we were expecting us. it at the big one and we didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. they, they bought us lunch. They sent everyone a box of swag in advance. Plus he had these special um Remember there was like uh, drink making or chocolate making or um, I can't remember what I did. I ended up magic because you got popcorn or something. I right? got popcorn and just little touches like that. But that's Rachel Clark. Shout out. Uh, Rachel Clark is the events planner for uh, Intuit Canada. And she is truly amazing. If Intuit I'm, ever loses her, I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah. So I think that's the happy. one thing that Intuit taught me is create these, these moments of, like wow yeah. right and and i don't know if i've i i know i'm not living up to what they have done for me in the way that they have created those moments of like wow like wonder excitement and and i think that that's such an important part of that has not been part of accounting in the past like no one really thinks of accounting and goes wow this is going to be a wow moment yeah, so right? and like this is i'm filing time. my taxes i'm getting my tax return done because the government has forced me to do it but I think that to the extent that we can, evil, right? that's what, it's a that's necessary what evil, but at. I think it, it is a necessary evil that has become commoditized 
because it's it's highly competitive and it's a race to the bottom on pricing. So if you don't want to race to the bottom on pricing, what are you doing to create those wow moments? Um, you know, whether that's maybe some offline marketing where, you know, you send a client a gift on their birthday or you send them a gift on their one year anniversary of the date they set up their corporation, or you just send them one just randomly out of the blue because you're like, hey, you know, I looked at your numbers. It looks like it's been a tough month. Thought you could use a, you know, a, a, you know, a bunch of flowers or a bag of cookies or whatever the case might be. I bet you and got I think that, events in Infusionsoft that manage that. Yeah, well, I mean, you can. We we do that in Infusionsoft now, and we we do birthday reminders and stuff like that. But nice. um, and we've done birthday reminders. I, I think the hard part is getting into like how do you move from like a birthday reminder, which isn't really a wow moment. Like it's, Oh, thank you. That's well, nice. it, it can it's not be. a wow. It can be. I've never really been a big fan of birthdays in general. I don't know why, even when I was younger. Well, that's not true. When I was young, young, but as, as, as a young adult, it was just whatever, you know, it's just another day, yeah. you know, See, but now I actually like my Facebook day because it's like all these people come out of the woodwork. They wish you a happy birthday. I do. I do love my birthday on Facebook. It is. Yeah. It is <laughs> I don't know why. It's just like, well, this is nice. It's nice yeah. to be acknowledged and recognized by people you don't often hear from. And you know, if it's once yeah. a year, well, and, and to see nothing. what an impact you are making in the community, it is. It is. It is nice. So I love those birthday runs. What the one thing is, what I find frustrating is like. Facebook used to be really good about telling me when people's birthdays are. And now I'm like, crap, I see someone's birthday. It's the day after I'm like, happy belated. Happy, I, I'm like, I've become king of the belated birthdays. I'm like, I rely on Facebook to tell me what people's birthday is. No, I think, I think the reality is we're just oh, overwhelmed. By the way, happy, happy birthday, Bogdan. <laughs> oh yeah. Bogdan's birthday was today. There's somebody else out there. Yeah. That, that was another one that I saw coming late. <laughs> I was like, crap. No, but it, it is a nice touch. I mean, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I think it's nice. I mean, I think one of the other things that we've been looking at doing now is like, um, we try to find, I, I encourage my team to try and find moments in people's, in our clients' lives that are not their birthday and not thing. Like, um, so of course, anytime we hear someone's having a baby, we always send like a birthday basket or a, a baby basket type of thing. Um or if we find something like where someone just really loves something, like we had a client who was really into like biking, which you would probably appreciate, Brad. Um, so we sent him a, a gift certificate uh, and he was a good client who had referred people to us. So we sent him a gift certificate for the store where we could see from QuickBooks where he buys all his bike gear. Um, so that, to try that and- is brilliant. So you're basically harvesting his, uh, his, his spend mm. to, to, uh, utilize against them in a, in a good way. Yeah. Well, that, well you that's, know, that's one brilliant. of the things I like to do is I, I do watch the news. And if I hear any of my, my clients portrayed in the news, I will send them a mention. Hey, I read that. Congratulations. And that, you know, they seem to really respond well to that as well, which isn't really a big thing. You know, when you think about it, it's just this quick note, but it's just, it's almost like, oh my goodness, my accountant is paying attention to me out there. And yeah, I think that's that the key. Is feels good. The the fact that you're like that they realize that you're paying attention to them, not just when you file their books. That's a big, big win. That it doesn't have to be an expensive huge. thing. That's yeah. um, huge. Unfortunately, yeah. most of my clients aren't usually in the news dealing in small business. <laughs> um, so, is that the nature of your your clientele, Michelle? Or do you deal with sort of larger businesses? What's your, or, or do you have a mixed bag? Kelowna everybody is small uh, but you know the smaller businesses even make the news in Kelowna just because of the nature of it it's all local right that's right because it's well, a Kelowna's community. becoming kind of a almost a tech hub is it not well and I, and I watch for that you know I, I I read I do read the lose the news a lot I I just am an avid news and information junkie so if I see them pop up I will for sure you know comment on them I'm, I'm friends, well, I'm not, I follow a, a lot of them on social media. So if I have, you know, a bigger client, I do follow them on social media. So I do see when things are going on, you know, so I'll know that they're showing up on the local TV or they're, you know, being presented for something. So I don't have a huge client base. Obviously you can't do that if you have a thousand clients. I have mm-hmm. a small client base because I tend to do more services for fewer people. I like the relationship 
part of yeah. that. Yeah, we were, we're a lot of clients that small, but like, so it's, we have to sort of automate that stuff. Yeah. Well, and I have lots of automation too. It's just, I don't, I don't have a really huge client base because for me, what I really like is I like that, um, the, the people side of it. I really like the connecting. As you can tell, that's why I'm on Facebook all the time. I yeah. love that connecting. Yeah, I, I think agree. part of it for me right now is I have no other way to connect. I'm very yeah. outgoing. I'm social. And, you know, I don't even know what I'm going to do when I can leave my house. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know what place I'm going to go. I, know, I was first. thinking yeah. about that. You're like, oh, wait, week. I can't bring that bottle of wine with me. <laughs> I was thinking about that th this week is, is that how great it's going to be. And just go to a local event. Michelle, you've seen me in that, you know, um, I was at work nicer at a co-working space here in town. I was really looking forward to 2020 being the year that I kind of expand my networking capabilities in Calgary. And it was kind of taking everything I've learned internationally. And I say internationally, San Jose, Toronto, and luckily London, London but no, but just generally speaking, going to conferences has taught me how much I love being around yeah. lots of people. So, yeah. and I used to do it a lot in Calgary, but I, that kind of fell off the map as I was expanding my, my QuickBooks brand. And I was really excited about getting back into the Calgary marketplace. And then, yeah, yeah. 2020 well, I, happened. I'd say, I, and you guys know this because you guys are, are within my tight circle, so to speak. Um, I'm not actually like I'm usually a pretty shy guy outside. I of know our, you told us community. that recently. I was like, "What?" And but the community is and, and the events and the conferences have been a big part of That's me building point. my confidence and making me feel more comfortable in networking events, not just within the community but outside the community. And it yes. it really has transformed me um, because it's such an accepting community. Like we accept people like for who they are, as long as you are who you are, as long as you're authentic, yes. you're welcome into this community. Well, that, period. We, we touched on stop. that earlier. We we touched on that earlier. We don't have a lot of assholes, you know, that are out there making it toxic for others. Yeah. And we're so fortunate because you're right. You you're surrounded by this positively uh, positivity. And, this and it makes you feel more confident and comfortable yes. in your own skin. And, exactly. and and that helps you when you go out to the other areas where you don't have that community, that safe Bingo. community, but you just have now built a confidence that comes with you um, and makes it easier to network. Cause I, I mean, I remember. Makes it easier to market yourself to your clients. Right? Well, I, I remember you when feel I, good about but don't, industry I, and just life in general. Didn't you ever have those conferences when you went to it? I can't imagine I'm the only person I would use before QuickBooks connect. And before this community, I would go to a conference and I was the guy standing in the corner. Like I would I've, find someone I knew in the corner. I've still I would find corner. someone I knew and I would talk to that person. Yeah. I would not. And now I'm like the opposite. I, I now like, Brad, I'm not going to talk to you. That. You know each other. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I got to go talk to someone I haven't met before. Yeah. Okay. Like, see I've, at the end of the night, we all we're yeah. always up in our own little circles and you, you're right. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's it's funny because everyone sees me everywhere and they think, oh, it's just a natural. I was the same way when I started yep. networking. I was terrible. Don't remember the first time I, I put the mic first... in your hand. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, what do I do with this thing? Yeah, because I don't, I didn't like having video in my face. I really didn't like being filmed. Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. So you're, you're, you're right. It builds confidence because, yeah, I remember my very first networking event as a business owner. I got there late. It was a hot summer day. I forgot my business cards. I ran in, into this event, sweating buckets. And the first person I saw in there was somebody I had met online, but I'd never met him in person. And there he was in front of me. I knew who he was right away. I actually now own that group. It's a breakfast group that I have. I've actually had to put on hold since um, COVID, but you know, that's where it began because there were some welcoming people that made me feel welcome and I learned from them. There was a really good talk that day on marketing or something and it just opened up a whole new world. So, you know, we'll say it again and again and again, when the conferences start again, get there. Don't make excuses. Don't say you're too busy. Don't say it's too much money. Get there because there's a spinoff. Get there we're and all... don't, don't hang in the corner. Come talk to us. We're, oh, well, we're friendly I, people. I, I, I will, I'm not, a, I'm not a corner person. I'm right in the middle of it. I'm really social. Yeah, yeah you've, got, 
I can hardly wait, honestly. It's just oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Can you imagine the the but the hugs, the hugs guys? Believe it or not, it's yeah. been and we an put hour. A link in the, we put a link and, in the comments so we can continue on with our friends out there that want to. Yeah, so please come come hang out. Um, and and Michelle, I know you were nervous. Um, when you <laughs> when you, you're I like, this is sure so bad. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I hope I hope uh, I hope you you got some love today and you got some extra confidence. Um, and 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 want to go out and start doing more videos, more doing. public speaking, more because you. You 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 do a lot of value giving back to the community. Yes. Thank you. Um, and I hope you do at least now feel appreciated for everything that you you've done because uh, Brad and I certainly do appreciate you. We yes. do look at you as a thought leader in this community who's done a lot and of into amazing it, things. Get her on a panel or or get her yeah. speaking at the. So uh, have you put it? Have you put in your thing for IPBC to be a speaker yet? Because <laughs> I think no. you should. I think no. we have till the end of the month, right? <laughs> Well, anyway, we'll see you in the after show. And right? uh, next, next week, week, we got uh, some guy named Seth David. He's a nerd, who's apparently. Who's he? So, I've never heard of him. Yeah, it's just some guy from California, so he's going to be really weird. So, <laughs> so anyway, Looking forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, Michelle. Bye for now. Yeah. Good night.